The current spoiler warning level is, Sapphire. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sapphire. This should be perfectly friendly to GGP listeners. Um, there is a moment where we do a little bit of a fake out because we are about to talk about a machine from uh, extended fiction and we're like, oh no, but uh, it's from a gotcha game. It's fine. It's actually not a spoiler at all. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanist NG, the show where we're here for you and for robots. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan. And we're going to be rolling once again from our currently abnormal mapping server request page, but it can be a request from really any listener of the show. If you want to submit your own mobile suit that you would like to have us consider, you can uh, DM me on uh, Twitter at Six Detmar, S I X D E T T M A R. Or you can, you know, DM me on, you know, fucking Discord. If, if you're in a server where I am, just DM me. It's fine. Uh, right now, we have 11 left. We had 12. We just covered the Calamity. Yep. And I'm going to roll this D12. And if I roll a 12, I'm going to roll again. Turns out we like talking robots. You get two bonus episodes this week. Well, now I have to release it this week. Thanks, Dylan. What? Were you not going oh to? Oh, my God. We're going to be here all night. What is it? What is it? What did we get? It's Hazel? the fucking Wound Wart. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, good thing is, you already told me you don't have anything else coming up, so I, you can't weasel your way out of it. No, I literally have I have no commitments for like four hours, which Hell is good, because that's yeah. how long we'll fucking Hell be Hell yeah! Alright, <laughs> the RX-124 Gundam TR-6 Moonwork. I don't even have the page up. I know this by heart, because I'm fucking, I am, I am a fan of, this is my probably my favorite mobile suit well one of its forms is probably my favorite mobile suit and i say one of its forms because i can't wait till six goes to the page and sees the list of variants. i'm already here hell yeah okay I'm dead um, don't worry i have, I, have died. I also own this uh the advance of zeta volume six where this is introduced so i have higher resolution versions of everything ever you would need to know about this mobile suit Great. um i love this thing this is one of my favorite mobile suits by and far. Um, so, Advance of Zeta is a mobile suit, Zeta Gundam side story, that is mostly an excuse to be a design series. It is not... The story is basically like, ah, there is a Titans test team, and they have like a near-infinite budget, and they're supposed to be making things for the Titans and testing stuff out. They make prototypes in the sense of, we have way too much money, and we're a military, and we are going to make things and see what sticks to the wall. Uh... Nothing is more exemplary of that as the Windward in some of its forms. Because here's the thing, not all of them are practical. And it's going to be great talking about those too, because they're fun. Um, and yeah, so here's the thing. A lot of Gundam, there is a lot of mecha shows in general, right, that really want to do a part system. Something that's like, you know, hey, this mobile suit can switch its arms and legs. Or hey, this mobile suit has different backpacks or whatever. Um, the Woundwort does it in a much more elegant manner, I think, uh, because this thing has so many optional parts, especially, especially because a lot of its optional parts are parts that come from other mobile suits from the TR series, right? Like, there's, we talked about some of the other TR series on here, right? We've talked about, like, the K-Har, and we talked about, like, the Ashima, right? 
and so on. So there, the thing is, all of these suits were designed to work together. Um, they they are designed to have modularity with one another because that's like, you know, kind of the point of the thing, right? Is we want to test things, and what better way to test things than if we make a bunch of different things and then we can even mix and match them. It kind of feels like a uh, a realization, like a, a better realization from from the jump of the like near the end of of uh of the first one-year war, the uh, United Maintenance Plan that Xeon came up with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, like, it, it's really weird. Like, the, basically, it's... So, you don't... A lot of people have problems with advancing Zeta because a lot of stuff in AOZ is prior to Zeta. Like, parts of it are prequel because it's supposed to lead to machines in Zeta. The Wound War is not that, though, necessarily. The Wound War is... Something that is more, this is more during, like, the events of Zeta, that this is made. Um, and all of its forms and all that. Um, so, the, the Wound Wart, though. Alright, starting with the head. Um, the head is a very neat head that has, like, okay. So, you've got a small Gundam face on there. Like, you don't really see, like, the vents or anything. It does have them, but, you know, it's small covered by part of like the uh, helmet because the helmet uh interestingly enough is actually a vulcan pod um i will actually show six this real quick so the woundwort's head and there have been many interpretations of this because the thing about the woundwort also is that volume six of advance of zeta from what i can tell seems like it was a little rushed like some of the forms only exist kind of in a more sketchy manner and some of them have things that don't necessarily adhere to other images, and also were late, later changed in Re-Advance of Zeta, um, or Advance of Zeta Reboot, which is, like, the more modern AOZ thing, um, which is interesting because, like, you know, some of these things don't necessarily apply to it as it is today, but I like this one best, so I'm just showing it. So you can see, like, you know, different heads here. The Woundwort head has, like, this weird, cool, rounded, like, crown piece, and that is meant to be a Vulcan pod uh, on the mm. outside there. You've got a central forehead camera. You've got two little ticks above the uh, V-fin, and it does have a V-fin, but no forehead jewel. The V-fin just kind of pops out of this, like, frontal, like, attachment that's over, like, where the eyes are. Um, so, and I believe the two little uh, things that are, like, the two little ticks above the V-fin are also more sensors. So it has a bunch of sensors over the face. Um, of course, it depends on the drawing, because sometimes they're just cutouts, um, and so on, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, the body of the Moonworth. This is where things start getting, uh, weird. Um, because the head is still kind of a normal Gundam head. You can see that being a Gundam head. The torso, though. Um, so, you've got a very thin torso. Uh, you've got a vent on either side. You've got a sort of... The the middle of the body is, like, this continuous like strip of armor going down. And, uh... You can't really quite see it from the front, but basically on the back there's like a little sort of... It, it is more like a cockpit-looking piece that is actually on the back. Um, so this is actually a Primrose fighter uh, that is being used as like the torso. Um, because, of course, the whole thing with the line is, oh, we're trying to do all the different technologies. Well, one of the technologies that it is copying off of is um, doing uh, core fighting, basically. you know, Or in this case, it's more... It's more an escape unit so that the person won't die. Um, because sometimes we care about our test pilots not dying. Uh, specifically, it's a Primrose 2. Um, 
I'm also going to send this real quick to six, just because, you know, that way they'll, you'll, you'll be able to kind of see the way it folds. Yeah. Um, it's but a, if you it's look a cute little, it's, yeah, it's, it's a cute little, little ship. Yeah. It's just like a little, it, it's funny because they actually in Advanced Zeta Reboot have elongated the nose on it because they kind of realized that like the way this folds and the way it sticks on the back, there would be hollow space in the middle, I think is kind of what the they realize they're like uh let's just elongate it on all future art which i think is kind of funny but um yeah i also really like i mean we're gonna see this throughout the naming scheme of aoz but the control system for the primrose 2 is called the bunnies yep uh because uh the motif is watership down and rabbits um and like so you can see here actually looking at the art you can see how it's like supposed to kind of fold up in the upper right but I think they realize, like, the way that the cockpit is designed and the way it ends up looking on a practical model is there ends up being more of a gap than, like, what is shown there. So mm -hmm. they're like, ah, let's just elongate the nose then and not actually change it too much. Um, but yeah, the torso connects to uh, the waist of the unit, which is actually the most important part of the unit because the waist is the drum frame. Um, the drum frame comes up on a lot of AOZ units, and it's basically the idea of a motorized cylindrical frame uh, that things are attached to. Um, you know, it is used as, like, a central, like, point for, like, the way everything attaches onto a mobile suit a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the, um, the, the structure, funnily enough, the structure of the primrose itself is also based on the drum frame. That's why it rotates in the way it does. Um, and then it actually attaches to a proper-sized one instead of, like, a mini one. Um... The arms are... Okay, so before you get to the arms, there are two cool um, <clears throat> pieces of armor that are swept back on the torso that are basically bunny ears, is what they kind of give the impression of. The head actually also has, like, swept back little ears as well, but mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it goes with the motif. Um, the shoulders... Sorry, can you tell I'm excited to talk about this? <laughs> um, you've got very tiny shoulders attached to... A very interestingly jointed arm because it actually has like a double joint basically happening. Um, you can kind of see it a little better if you look at like the rear photo, but basically you have like a middle section that is connected to the forearm that is also connecting to the upper arm. So like instead of just like an elbow, it's got a joint and a joint, uh, which also means the arm can like extend a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then the uh, the fingers themselves uh, on the hands are the AOZ fingers that we haven't actually really talked about because it hasn't come up on designs we've talked about. But uh, one of the things they do at the ends of the fingers is they actually put, uh, for testing purposes, more sensor packages on the manipulator just to gather data. And they do this by coloring them red. Um, so it ends up giving the effect of like the mobile suit almost having like painted nails, which I actually really like uh, the, the way it looks. Here's um, the thing, and we'll... As we go through all of these designs, I will, of course, as the resident uh, AOZ questioner, let's say, um, I'll sound off on whether or not I think it's a. I, I'm on board with the design or not. For every design, the AOZ art style looks amazing. Yep. Um, Kinky Fujioka, <clears throat> he's a good artist. Uh, he's also done work on a couple other things that I like. Um, like, he did some designs for Metarot Navi, for people who are fans of Metabots. Um, and stuff like that. Like, and his art style is just consistently really good, and I really like a lot of the art uh, associated with these. Um, moving on down to the legs. So the legs are, they have interesting construction. So you have a very basic, like, square upper, oh, well, I guess I should talk about first, actually. 
on the waist, uh, you don't have any skirt armor, but you do have a frontal crotch piece, um, which is extended down, ends in a thruster. Um, it does have, like, a little federation, like, you know, the little red section with the uh, V in it. Why um, is it so long? It's a subarm. Oh, okay. There is a arm at the end of it. Yep. Uh, let's see if we can find a good picture of it. So uh, when it is transformed uh, in mobile armor mode, uh, the way it holds the rifle at the bottom is actually by mounting it down there, kind of like, you know, like, because, you know, like on the Zeta and stuff, how a lot of the transformables mount the guns on the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, it does the same thing. It does it by having a small arm in the uh, in the crotch area. Um, so that's how it just mounts the weapons. Uh, so as much as it seems weird, there is function for it. Um, no, I mean, that's the thing about AOZ. I, I don't assume, I may not be on board with things, but I basically assume any design element in AOZ has some sort of mechanical purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not like a super practical subarm necessarily. Like, it's not really. It, it, it can. I guess it could be used like also theoretically, like as a landing arm, maybe like if it was in MA mode as well. Or um, if like let's let's say you're in a melee fight and you're holding two beam sabers and they both get blocked and then you stab the other mobile suit in the dick with your third arm. That would be amazing. Unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't come with a. It doesn't come with one. So unfortunate. But um, I'm sure they could attach them. So the upper legs are. Actually, pretty, like, standard Gundam legs up until you get to where they connect, which is these gigantic five pieces. Which, again, this is partially also based on trying to look like a rabbit. Because, you know, it's like rabbit legs. Um, mm -hmm. You got the thick upper part. Um, though you have some thrusters on these uh, for, like, downward mobility. Because this is... This base mobile suit is still mostly focused on space combat. Like, that's why its legs aren't really designed for, like, standing. You know, it's... When it's on the ground, it does hover because the tail unit does have, like, thrusters pointing downward. But generally, this is, like, a space unit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but um, on the sides of the legs, you actually have two cameras uh, that are popped up and looking straight up. These seem a little weird, but they are mo mostly, again, for the mobile armor mode. So that when it's transformed, when the head is hidden, it has cameras like that are more outward. Um, because, of course, you know, a lot of mobile suits, when they transform, want to hide the head. Um, the windward is no stranger to that. Uh, the lower leg connects on a very interesting, like, it's not like a normal, it's just not like a normal joint. Like, it can bend there, like, backwards, but, you know, it looks like a rabbit foot almost or something. You know, it's it's got a weird shape to it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's got that got that back part, but, like, the, the sort of the ankle part going down almost reminds me of, like, an orbital frame from Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it has two little kickstands that can pop down optionally if it needs to, like, be level in, like, a hangar or something. But again, this is not made for, like, actual standing combat. This is made for... The, yeah, the those... base form is more of a space form. It would um, clearly not hold the hold the suit's weight under Earth gravity. Yeah. And uh, the weapon for this. Now, here's uh, one of the more ridiculous things is the weapon. Um, so I mentioned that it has head Vulcans, uh, which they're just normal head Vulcans. Uh, the other thing we have is a long rifle. Uh, the long rifle has is basically a machine in its own right. Um, okay, so what we have on the long rifle is you have a camera on the top of it that pops out. Um, you can actually see it like extended in the standard standing art. You know, on the like, left, you see that little tick before the blade. Um, mm. And what you have is so you have this big shield section. On the back of it are thrusters, and then you have the big camera there, like a rifle camera. And then as you go down, you actually have a big blade. What this is, is a heat blade. 
um, that goes down the barrel. The heat blade and the barrel are the same thing, because what it does is when it goes into firing mode, the blades actually pop out a little, and then the beam fires from in between, and it uses the I blades see. as the barrel. Mm -hmm. I see. It's like splits open a little bit. Yeah, so it technically has a square, like almost a square-shaped barrel. Because it's a beam, it doesn't really matter. Um, hmm. So the the two blades separate, and then it fires out of the middle. The other thing that this has that you can't quite see in the art is the, the shield itself has two claws, uh, two sets of claws um, that are normally folded up. Um, I'm linking this art to six. So you can see, like, you see where, like, the Wounded Sports arm is tucking into it and how it has, like, you know, that, that two sets of armor, like, right before it goes to the booster on the back. Mm -hmm. That's the, those pop out. Those are little claws. Because what this can do is this unit can be used as either a claw in its own right. And when it does this, what it does is the blade actually pops backwards. Uh, and the beam emitter is just sticking out. Uh, what this allows you to do, so there's actually a couple things going on here. So if you pop the blade back, right, and you just have the beam emitter out, the beam emitter is not, because it doesn't have a barrel, it actually operates more like a spread beam gun, like, you know, for more defensive or anti-missile or that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and the other thing it can do is, well, these are on winches. Uh, so it's, it's not just... Income. Yeah. The uh the arm is not just holding this. This actually has an attachment point onto the back of the arm of the Windward as well to hold this like big rifle, like you know, to keep it like steady. It's not just being held by a handle. And inside of that little um arm that is being used to like hold it onto the back is a winch, and it can throw these. And the way that games typically show it, because obviously you know in a manga we or in a uh, novel we don't really get to see this, and it hasn't been translated so. I don't know if it's described, but the way this usually gets used is being thrown into the enemy, the claws grabbing it, and then it firing the beam gun point blank into the enemy to like just that blow through them. Does make sense. Uh-huh. It's okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The base wound ward is cool. Yeah. That's it. I just wanted to listen. I, as I say, I'm, gonna, I'm giving. Well, points will be given and taken away as we go. This is a yep. point. Um, this thing's finally, cool. oh, final thing to talk about. Uh, I can't believe I didn't talk about this. Uh, so it's standard backpack that is attached to the back of the drone frame. It's just a big bunny tail. Um, is what it looks like, and I love it. Um, it's got a big butt piece that um, <laughs> basically has downward thrusters. It has some that are going backwards. It has two cameras on it. Um, what this also does is when it goes into the MA mode. This folds over the torso and the head um, and gives its MA mode a very, like, it, it looks neat. I like this. I like this MA mode a lot. And again, I know I'm the AOZ fan, but this MA mode is just, it, it kind of shows what is so neat about the Windward. Like, the Windward is a complicated machine, and yet it's a simple machine. Um, mm. Like, the way it folds up here, it's such a little guy. You know, it looks it very much reminds me of uh, Piano 3 on the GameCube, that kind of aesthetic. Piano 3. OK, sorry, a reference that's too niche. My bad. <laughs> OK, that caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's a lot of it's a lot of like futuristic sleek whites and Piano yeah. 3. OK, um, but yes. Yeah, so the MA mode, though, on this, uh, what ends up happening is basically the legs just fold into themselves pretty cleanly. Um. The tail folds over um, the torso, which also has, you know, folds some parts down to hide the head. Uh, the arms just curl up. And then uh, the 
the long shield is moved to the uh, crotch arm that was mentioned. Uh, the other thing is the sides of the legs here actually... So these can actually be used in mobile suit mode as well, but the side of the legs do have little pop-out winglets that aren't always out, but it can use them. Uh, they're traditionally used for the MA mode to keep it more stable, but there are some pictures of the wingwort like flying through the air where they have the, you know, they just have those out. Um, and also a couple of the windward variations, you'll notice it's out by default, which is, again, one of those things that I noticed that I'm actually like wondering if they changed last minute because there's a lot of little, like little weird things with that, um, with the volume six stuff, which is all the windward stuff. Oh, actually, mm -hmm. just to show you this six, um, there, there it is with like the wings out. You can see it there on the legs there. Which no, that's cute. It's it's neat, yeah. I can just pop them out if it wants. Um, yeah, so that's like the base wind wart. That is what I would say for the base wind wart. Um, it, you know, the thing about the base wind wart is it's a very small mobile suit. It doesn't have a lot of armaments because it is not meant to be used as its base. This is basically the minimum of what you put on like the drum frame for the wind wart. Like this is just, like I said, just the absolute minimum. It can theoretically switch out parts like. There are parts we're going to talk about on some of these forms that can be used on this. This is the thing about AOZ2, also. Um, the parts can be used at any time, so even though there are distinct forms, it it doesn't need to, like, that form is not the only time those parts could be used, right? Like, for instance, we're going to talk about, like, the Hazel 2 form at some point. The Hazel 2 form has a different backpack. Instead of having the little bunny tail as a backpack that pops up, like, over the back of the head. Um... It, it, the base wind war could just theoretically put that on because that's just the nature of this, you know. Sure. But for the purposes of talking about it on the show, yeah, we're gonna talk about it this way. Um. So, uh, well, I'm trying to think. We I don't want to do this in order because the next form is the Heisen play too, and that one will. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll just do, do it. What, Fuck can it. we? Okay. Oh, yeah. Whatever wait, you want. Wait. Wait. What, what do you want? What do you want? I'm just looking at the. I'm just looking at the wiki and the order stuffs on there. Well, that's what I was looking at, and well, that's then why there's I, the there's, there's the ground cell. Uh oh, that we'll talk about that last because that's not from Gundam. Uh, okay. AOZ. You see okay. what I, if you see it, you see what I mean. I mean, I'm not going to click anything till it's time because I I want to have some li live live okay. reacts. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's something from Gundam Breaker. So okay, that's why. Uh, um, what I think we should actually talk about because I think it would make more sense because we're talking about the base wing, right? So we want to talk mm -hmm. about things added to it. Um, I think we should just talk about the Moonwork Raw first. I know it's not in order, but it makes more sense in my head with the way we're like looking at these models. Okay. Okay, so the Moonwork Raw. This is uh, the Moonwork fitted with two Hurdoodoo 2 units. Uh, the Hurdoodoo 2 has not come up on here yet. Uh, it has a funny name. Basically what it is is... Um, it's the shoulder sets that are used on the... Uh, it's the sh like the shoulder parts that are basically used on the Hryru, which if we ever talk about the plant, we'll talk about that. But um <laughs> So what okay, summarize what is what does the Hrudu two do? Um these are external parts that contain a subarm and either beam cannons or extra generators. They either have beam emitters or just extra generators. They can also mount uh beam reflectors as well. Um which it doesn't describe what those are. I'm assuming it's just anti beam shield only. So anyway. Um so you can see on this wind work it has four of them. Uh, it's a little ridiculous, um, because it looks very funny, because the thing is, the woodwork is small. Um, right? So, 
these parts are probably not my favorite to put on the board. Um, just it because... looks like it only has two. It has one on each shoulder, doesn't it? Uh, look at the legs. Oh. Yep. They slap into the sides of the legs. Um, and they can move, they can rotate, like, on the legs a little bit. Um, I, this is the one form for the Windward that I'm not a huge fan of. Basically, all you have done here is make it so, if you look at the legs, you can see it has the teeth on the Hurdudu units. Those are the ones with the beam emitters. You've basically just given it two extra beam emitters. And you've given it a little bit more, you've basically, you've given it more performance. It just doesn't all look all that great. Uh, it doesn't use the subarms, really, like, you know, there are times where, like, the Herdudu subarms will have these big shield binders attached, but because this is supposed to be, like, a high-speed form, it doesn't. Um, so it's very minimal in what it does here. It's just, this is the Windward wearing the Herdudu two parts. Um, so this is just, like, an, like a, a minimal way to make the, the performance Woundwort, Woundwort War of, a, like, a combat viable unit. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, the other thing it is given... You can see it there in the picture. It actually has two of the shields. It's launching one there. Um, mm, yeah. They just didn't draw it with the visible wire, but they are launching the one there. Uh, there's, like, a model of someone, like, you know, building it, like, out of the model. And, like, the thing is, like, it's not awful. I just... This is one of the forms that, because it doesn't add a ton, though, it's, like, it feels weird to me. Um... Because, like, I like a lot of the forms. This is just one of the ones that I'm not a huge fan of. You can see at the bottom, like, you know, they launch and they have the little beam So, basically, this just is, like, what if you wanted to make the most basic wound war into the best possible, like, the highest performance mode it could be in without changing what it fundamentally is? Because mm. a lot of the other forms will, in fact, fundamentally change the wound. <laughs> Speaking of... So... Here's the thing. The next form I'll talk about, I'll do the rest of these in order, but I want to talk about this one, because this one is using the Woundwort Raw as a base. There is also the Woundwort Gigantic form. And I'm curious to see how you'll feel about this. Um, because this is a Woundwort that is wearing, like, the parts for the Raw. Uh-huh. And the parts for the Raw actually have hard points on them. And... One of the things that people used to do was put the Psycho Gundam arms on the Gaplant. Well, the reason why you can do that is because it can do it here. And, well, here you go. Uh, we have slapped Psycho Gundam arms and legs onto the Woodward. And that's what has happened. Uh, so, the parts that have actually changed... Okay. So, we have the Hurdudu units on the shoulders. We have them on the legs. Uh, what we have added to this is... On top of the Hurdudu units on the shoulders, we have added the standard weapon containers that are going to pop up on a couple of these designs. These weapon containers are designed to hold everything from missiles to extra generators to just various armaments. The whole thing is they're just a big container, and you can put different things in them. Generally, you can assume they have missiles is the most common way of doing it. Um, the back arms on the shoulder Hurdudu units have been given like the little hanging shields for some reason. I don't know why it needs them, because on the sides of the Herdudu units, on the arms, you have slapped Psycho Gundam arms. Just straight up Psycho Gundam arms over there. Uh, on the legs, you have the Herdudu parts on the legs. You also have some, um, these are just extra armor parts to go over the front of the leg. And then you have the lower legs of a Psycho Gundam. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, um, that's this gigantic form. Uh, so, quickly, it says here that there is a full armor version of this. Yep. Uh, 
Oh, uh, yeah. no. Do we have any images? That's the no? Queenly. That's the Queenly. The Queenly is its own thing. Okay. The Queenly uses Psychogenom arms and legs, though, because, again, intermixing parts. Um, um, so this is actually the coolest variant yet. Uh, oh, you like this? Okay, I thought you would think this was bad. I think this, this is bad. sick as hell. I, th- my favorite part of it is that it has the normal Woodward arms still. Like, one th- of them is still holding the rifle. Like, it's still there with its little arms, and then it has two giant, you know, t- wizard totally. hands. The, the fact that, the fact that that is what makes this design for me. I mean, I like, I just like the Psycho Gundam overall. I like these parts and everything. But the fact that you can still see the normal Woodward in there, just sort of, like, extending a hand is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, this is our first look at, if you look at the backpack, I mentioned that backpack that pops up over the back. It doesn't use the bunny tail, it just uses the normal booster, which makes sense given what this form is, because this form is not hovering or transforming. Um, <laughs> this is just what it is. It is a windwort running around with Psycho Gundam arms and legs. Um, it, it, it's perfect. I like how it's, it, it does mention this even in the books too, for a lot of these forms. A lot of these forms only exist because they could not because they should or because they had an idea for why just because I mean, they were like well to be we a could test do team it. with an unlimited budget you know yeah um so this is like one of those forms where they built it and it never got any kind of use at all they just were like look we can do this and then they were like cool you can do this okay uh i like that it says although its tactical purpose and application are unclear it is believed that this 40 meter class humanoid machine would produce great psychological impact on enemy pilots Fair enough. I, I know. I know they mean that it would be really scary, but given how much I like this, I want to just imagine like a bunch of like Neo Zeon pilot. Well, actually, probably AU given the time frame. Mm-hmm. Like this thing showing up and a bunch of a- like AU pilots going yo right before dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, shortly Nemo pilot is shortly before dying. Um, so I wanted to talk about those two modes because those two are still using the Woundwort like very much as it is without changing it significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I'm sorry I'm talking about these out of orders. I know you, we normally like doing this. No, I, listen, I, I, you are in the driver's seat. I trust you. Okay. Um, I just want to talk about those, though, because this kind of also gives us a hint at how much you can do with it, right? Because, see, the Woundwort gigantic form is just the Woundwort raw that we talked about, but with a couple of extra things thrown on it. Some big extra things, but extra things. And that's kind of what, like, these forms are. And, you, like... That's why I like the way that they work with models, right? Because here's the thing. It took them fucking... So this feels like it's ripe for models, but they didn't make a Windwart model until 2018. And then they started doing like all the forms because it sold well. They did it as a premium Bandai, clearly because they thought it wouldn't be probably popular. And then it turns out it was wildly popular because, again, it's modular. People can just do what they want. That's one of the fun things with like, you know, there's a whole model line about that with 30-minute missions. You know, people like being able to, like, make weird things with their robots, and you can do that with, like, a lot of the AOZ kits. Um, I, Dylan? Mm-hmm? My, uh, my desk where I record is, like, a foot and a half away from my closet, which is where I keep all my, my backlog. hmm I just leaned over. I have a Hazel 2 kit in here. I didn't nice. know that. <laughs> nice. Also, also nice that you didn't know that. All right. <laughs> So, because we've gone over, like, what the Woundwork can be, now we're just going to go through all of these forms in the order they are, just skipping the ones we, the two we went over. So, we're going to start with... <clears throat> Actually, I lied. We're not doing the Heisen play until last. <laughs> we're doing it last because it has its own variant, like, offshoot line. And I, we will get two in the weeds with that. So, we'll do that last. We'll do with the Khar. We'll do the rest of this in order, okay? 
take just the follow, wheel. Yeah, just follow my lead. All right, Khar. The Khar two. Is this the Khar two or the yeah? K-Har? Sorry, Khar two. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. RX one twenty four TR six Khar two. This is the most normally combat viable of all the possible configurations. So what we have done. We have put as much armor as we can on the Windward and completely changed its shape, basically. Not really, but, you know, this doesn't really even read as the Windward immediately, other than the legs. <clears throat> what we have done is we have added on a piece to the forehead. We have basically extended, like, you know, the front of the head and given it, like, some actual, like, big sensors on the top. Uh, we have also given it a piece that connects into the drum frame on the back that has an antenna that connects into this head. So it's actually, you have the head, and then you have this back piece, and they plug into one another. So that's how it extends its, like, operational, like, you know, radar range, I would say. Um, you have on the shoulders two thermonuclear jet engines. Um, this is the only part I feel weird about. They always call these thermonuclear jet engines, but this is usable also in space, and that feels wrong because jet engines. But I'm presuming maybe it has some kind of it could just have, like, a fuel that it burns in there, like, you know, as air or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I means. mean, you would need air... F- I believe you would need air for the nuclear reaction to occur in the first place, like, properly, I think. I don't yeah. know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> enough about jets. I just know that it always sounded weird to me, but other than that... um, Well, okay, I guess they have jet engines in them, but they also have normal thrusters as well, so... It's, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess like it's it's ther- it's a it's a thermonuclear engine that probably performs better with 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 the jet elements, but you can turn those off. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that because okay. I'm sure I'm sure it's something like that. I'm sure it has an explanation because most things in this series have an explanation. Yeah, the I'm guy, sure they thought about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the guy the guy who does this stuff does think about this kind of thing. Um, so all right. Uh, and then if you look at the arms, so you, the arms are just the normal windward arms. You can't see them, though, because it is dual-wielding shields. Uh, these shields rule because they have little uh, beam guns in them, like, you know, that are, like, for... They're, like, scatter beam guns. They're for shooting down s- missiles or, like, scaring away mobile suits that get too close. Um, mm-hmm. These also, um, if you look at the back of these shoulder pieces there, the big ones, these actually plug into the back of those as well for both the transformation or if it's just not using them. Um they can just plug into the shoulder if you will. Uh, which is, it, I always like stuff like that. Um, onto the chest, they have added a large, like, armor unit. It is pointed, it has some thrusters, it still has the subarm below, and it has a mono track in the middle. Um, that is, like, a, you know, just a big sensor, basically, uh, down the middle. Uh, then you have the normal windward legs, nothing has changed there, it still has the windward tail. Now, here's a fun fact. The KHR-2 rifle that you see there, that is, like, this weird, cool, unique rifle, this mm-hmm. is, like, um, so I think this is a rifle that is using the Hazel rifle, like, with some stuff slapped on it. Uh, the model kit and everything doesn't use this. Uh, in the modern day, they just give this the, uh, Windward's shield rifle, because they're like, wait, why would we make a whole new rifle for this? Um. It's too bad, that's a cool-looking rifle. It is a cool-looking rifle, though, yeah. Um, so... The fun thing with this mode, right? So this is the Khar 2. This is based on the Khar, which itself was the prototype of the Ashen mode. You can see this when you go to the MA mode, because what it does is <clears throat> these shoulders rotate so they are on the sides of the arms. The back piece just kind of flips over 
like the like it flips sideways the piece with the antenna the antenna tucks inside and hides again like the ashamar antenna and then because of the way the shoulders are designed when you have the shields plugged in it basically makes like a little ashamar disc it's it's neat because it kind of fundamentally changes the ma mode and then the chest armor splits in half and then folds backwards um and is pointed backwards on that um it looks like a little bunny again too and i, I like that about it if it weren't for the subarm mount now being like twice as long and that antenna i would be on board i think the rest of this looks really cool but i think those two elements look bad i think that the art exaggerates it just a little um because like i'm, I'm curious i'll show you the model though maybe you'll still feel that way okay well yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, still... we'll see we'll see how the model looks yeah let's see how, how do you feel is it still too long on the front there basically it still is too long okay fair enough i like that but uh, I like I like the I like the rest of this design a lot. I really like those shoulders. I I think otherwise, I like and you know what on this model, with the extra bit on the back of the head. Well, the back whatever. Yeah, it is. I guess the back of the head. Yeah. The antenna looks better. Yeah. But the, well, the, the subarm still. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So there's also an alternate mode for this one though. Um. The alternate mode is, uh, you you can see that what it does is. It kind of partially does its transformation. Like, that back piece that is normally for the transformation moves onto the side of the head like it was doing its transformation, which is kind of neat. Uh, and the shoulders even shift, like, the transformation as well, where they rotate. And what they did is they replaced the tail with an EWAC unit. Um, so, of course, mm. I like this. Uh, it's just a big, flat radome dish on the back. Um, i trying to see if I have art of that, because the wiki does not have the art of that, which makes me sad, because... It's uh, it's it's a cool little tale. Um, I wish they would do a model of this already because they have not. Um, all right, I'm in my AOZ Volume Six selection, so I can send this because I actually ripped all of the Khar stuff um, when I was in there. Uh, so and you can kind of see it on the MA mode, but I just wanted to link the actual thing. So where is it? God damn it! I know I ripped that. Well, whatever. You can see it on the MA mode. Um, mm -hmm. You see that it has, like, a actual, like, radome tail. Still has, like, little thrusters on it, but it is mostly, like, a big radome. Um, and that's basically so it has better search functions. They also give it, and I really like this, they give it a beam rifle that the Titans would theoretically have, especially at the Compedo arsenal, but, uh, you know, is, not, is, is only used in a side story. It is used in Sentinel by the Gundam Mark V. This is the Gundam Mark V's beam rifle. Uh, the alternate beam rifle for the Mark V that's used by the uh, white one. Huh. Um, it's a cool-looking beam rifle, and it was it a is. really weird thing for them to make return for this. Um, the EWAC mode, like when it is in its MA mode, it has to change a little. It can't fold the, the two uh, parts backwards anymore because of the radome taking up the whole back, so it just pops them forward instead. Um, I like it, though. I like this form. Um... Uh, so I'm curious, Six, I'm going to show you a few colors of these, um, because there's actually a couple different color schemes, right? So you have the okay. standard one that's like the blue, right? Yes. Um, how do you feel about the standard one in yellow? Do you like that better? Uh, hmm. that, it's in the EWAC colors, but without the EWAC parts. Do you like this like weird yellow and black and thing going I, on? I wish the head antenna was still the black and blue, but mm. it does look good. And then also, 
for another weird one that was in the back of the book, here's like an AU colored one. Like this is one with like a white in it. Well, okay, so like everything the AU colors, just inferior. <laughs> yeah. Like it's AU not actually AU things. colors, but Yeah. And then I, know, I can also but... show this because this is from Advance of Zeta reboot, which I guess I could have done this with the original Woodward, but yeah, whatever. Um There's also one other color scheme. There is a red and black one with white details because this is the uh, Re-Zeon color scheme for the Xeon remnants that it, are using these machines that they took. Oh, that looks great. That red really pops. Uh, here here it is with the EWAC unit. Same thing, though. Uh, it's just white details with red and black. Um, I like the Re-Zeon color ones a lot. I, in art, sometimes the black doesn't stick out as much as you would think, but I've noticed when I look at like them in 3D a lot, that the black really starts standing out. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, we have the KR2 here. And we just talked about that. This is, like, the most kind of normal form to use, right? Like, it's a generalist. It's... Why would you send me that? Anyway, um... <laughs> it's a generalist. It's, like, it's kind of just good at everything, right? Like, it's got a it's got a mid-range weapon. It's got, you know, the beam rifle. It's got shield. It's shield on each arm, theoretically. Uh, the shields have little, like you know, little spread beams in them. Um, uh, I sent I sent Dylan art of a spoiler suit that I know Dylan hates, because everyone should hate it because it's terrible. So, <laughs> next we have the advanced KR2. And what oh, we have dear. done here oh, is something real weird. So Okay, let's click on this. The what, advanced uh, KR2... Huh? Okay, what? so what we have done is, on the shoulders, over the thermonuclear engines, we have just decided, fuck that. And we have put two of those weapon containers, because they can attach to these shoulders as well. Okay. The head has been replaced with a prototype high mega cannon. Like, double Zeta style. That, but that, that, the okay, problem that is, is what I thought that was, yeah. The problem is, because of it being, like, prototype and this being the Zeta era, it just takes up the whole face. <laughs> which is pretty good, in my opinion, actually. I, it, just so has a, it just has a fucking greater than symbol <laughs> for a head. Yeah, it's just a big red cavity with a beam cannon in there. Um, and then the other thing we have done, which, the funnily enough, this actually gets omitted sometimes. Uh, we've given it little shoes so it can stand. So, I'm back around again. Because at this point, with that change to the head, it looks enough like it's not trying to be, like, humanoid. It's just a it, weird thing. It's just That it the, just works. Yeah. Uh. Here, I'm sending you this also because this is like the breakdown of the parts. So you can see like the high mega cannon a little closer in the upper right. It actually has cables running into the backpack too. And I always like cables. I always like when yeah. my mobile suits have cables. Uh, the other thing is I love seeing the normal wound wart with little boots on. It's just got uh, little yeah, boots. Yeah, I, I want that. That's great. Um, it's just got little boots. But yeah, little so this shoesies. basically is... So this form will come up again later. Uh, I will... That That is a weird illusion, but just trust me on it. Um... Now, I, again, unfortunately for our viewers at home, you will have to find this yourself because the wiki fails us for once on art. And uh, because it's Advance of Zeta, of course I have art that the wiki doesn't have. Um, <laughs> in Advance of Zeta Reboot, they changed some of the design sensibilities on a few designs, and some of them are really minor, and I'm not really going to talk about them because this is going to be a long episode without me going into all every single one of them. Um, but basically, okay, so you see how it adds shoes? They were like, what if we just added leg? 
Uh, so it, it has I, leg. What? No, 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 no. Like thick leg instead of little leg. Uh, hold on. K heart. I'm trying to find the art because I do have it. Um, here it is. And we actually have pictures of the MA mode because this can turn into an MA mode, but again, we don't have art for it there. Uh, but here you go. They made the Ooh. legs thicker. They actually gave it like legs that are pieces from the Heisen play, which we will talk about later. Um, and then what we have the, the MA of mode. This? Uh, this is just the advanced K heart also. Okay. Uh, in Advanced Zeta Reboot, they just some of the designs, and this is another reason why I think AOZ Volume Six may not have been finished. They just get subtle changes on them like that, and they just say this is the same design. <laughs> so you know, uh, unfortunately, like it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's just it's neat. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna also have to skip the next two, the K- the Fiber Two, the Dandelion Two, the Inlay. We're gonna skip these because again, these need the Heisen Plane. Because these are the ones I was thinking of as variants of it, because it uses them as a core, so whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, Hryru 2 next. Uh, this one you're going to love, because this is one of the ones that it, they even deem impractical in, this, in the uh, Let's just do Hryru 2. Alright, this is great. Why does it have a staircase on it? So, what they have done... <laughs> what they have done... Yeah? Is... They have put a different high mega cannon on the head. It is a slightly different design, but it is still, like, you know, supposed to be a high mega cannon. They have put on the tail unit a weapon container. We have tucked the arms. The arms are, like, permanently transformed, and they basically put two, like, struts with, like, like sort of, like, bendy parts. Like, it has, like, new arms, basically, that are put on over its old arms that hold a uh, the shields on either arm. These shields are also connected to the backpack piece. You can see, like, that little strut going to the back. Because mm. this would be unstable without it. It also has boosters on these shields. So that's the main thing it adds to these shields are just boosters. Um, because the whole thing is this is supposed to be like... I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Don't worry. They actually acknowledge they don't know what they're doing. Um, the torso, they have added an extra armor plate with a piece that fits over the stomach that has one of the shield binders on it. This is like the shield binder style used on like those Prudu parts we talked earlier. Just attached to the torso. And it just has it in the middle of its body for some reason. This pops open and has a cannon. Why? Mm. Uh, on the legs, we have given it grenades, and I don't know how it's supposed to use them, because it doesn't have arms anymore. But it has grenades. I'm sure you just press a button and they pop These off. These are just basically cracker-style grenades uh, that are put onto the legs. And we have given it the Hazel's lower legs to give it more stability, I guess. Because it needs it. Um. So... The Hryru 2, okay, it has a weapon container that can have whatever in it. It has the two arm cannons. Uh, it has the middle body cannon. It has the mega cannon on the head. It has cracker grenades. Is So is that the is that that cannon is the thing that looks like it's a staircase? staircase? Yes. Yeah, what it does is the top, the black part pops up and it fires through, like, down the middle. Like, that's just a reinforced barrel. That's, okay, that's dumb. Um. <laughs> Why does it have it in the middle? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, this is the form, though, that they even say they don't actually know what it's good for. Uh, in the back of the book, like where it shows this form, it's so funny because it's like, uh, it might be useful for long-range sniping, but that's about it, is basically what it says. Because it just, it, it can't do anything anymore. It can aim its arms a little bit, but they're like, it has to aim them slowly because of all the attachments needed to keep them stable. And it has, like, a chest cannon that is aiming downward. 
and it has like a head cannon. Uh, what do you do though? And then it's MA mode is even more ridiculous because it's just gone. You know, we can't use these normally, so we're just gonna pop off these into claws and have them on wires again. Um, this is one of those modes where they just did what they did because they could, and not because they should. And I love okay. that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I. It's I, dumb. I, it's I, bad. I'm here for it. Yeah. But the thing is, they know it's bad, and I'm okay with that. Then all of a sudden, um, you know what? I will bring up the one little AOZ change with this one, uh, from the re. Um, so, from uh, Reboot of Zeta, uh, the thing that they changed on this is really bizarre, because what they have done, and again, this art would not probably be easy for people to find, unfortunately, is they've given the beam cannon in the middle a an extra underslung, like, barrel with some beam emitters on the side, and a fancy crest, for some reason, and that I love that they- very gave, strange. They gave it the angel crest that some of them have. Um, it's very dumb looking. Uh, I like the way this head looks actually a lot without the crest, because it's like a weird head that we don't see often on the Windward, so it's like, oh, I like this weird freak head it has with a beam cannon on the top of it, and I think mm -hmm. adding the statue there ruins the effect, so, um, okay, so that was the Fryru 2. Uh, okay, uh, next we'll talk about the Queen. This is another big form. The Queenly is not trying to be a mobile suit anymore. This is a mobile arm. <laughs> the Queenly is actually three wound warts, by the way. Because, hey, Six, remember how I sent you the picture of that transformed, uh, the transformed advanced wound wart, right? Yes. You see that there. Look carefully at that, and then look at the quote-unquote arms of the Queenly. Oh, I see. This is a mobile suit made of combining three mobile suits. You have a woundwort raw in the middle that has, like, you know, that weird middle, like, torso piece. But the middle torso piece works a bit better because this is a mobile armor, so whatever. Um, it has two cannons also added onto the woundwort raw parts. You can see them coming out of the torso. Uh, it has a weapon container above the head. Um, it just has big booster legs, basically. Like, it has, like, a bunch of booster parts strapped to them. Uh, and then on the sides of the arms where it has those fruity do shoulders... We have added two queenlies just slapped on there. Um, it is what we have also done is we've added a little subarm so that it can uh, have the um, the two shield rifles aimed forward. Uh, this form is a little ridiculous. I'm going to this say this is yeah. This is the kind of like when I think of what I don't like about AOD's, AOZ designs. This is the kind of thing that comes to mind where it is so many pieces slammed together that it ceases to look like anything to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I still like the Queenly, because of course I do. But I can understand the complaint a bit more with this kind of thing. Um, now, the funny thing is, I think you'll like the full armor Queenly more, ironically enough, even though it adds more pieces, because it gains more of a shape as the thing. So, hmm, okay. here's the thing. Okay, so you look at this, and it's kind of a mess, right? It's like, because it's a mobile armor, it's basically just like a ridiculous thing. Oh, should note, also, by the way, just quick reference, uh, these shields do have, like, little eye fields, so they can do beam deflection, like, you know, small-scale ones. Um, anyway, full armor queen. The art maybe won't make you appreciate it as much, but, um, No, this is good. This is good. You're yep. right. We have added Psycho Gundam arms and legs to this, and what that has done is made this more humanoid. And we've also added a giant tail booster, which is very funny. 
Yeah, um, it just it, it has a it it feels like it is more than they've added more parts, but the way they've added them has made it look like something. Yeah, and here's the thing: when you look at like the the picture I just linked, right? It's like so the 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 parts have moved like you know because they have to plug the psycho Gundam arms into the shoulders. Now those parts have moved outward more. You can actually see this has a defined shape. Is the mm-hmm. thing like? When you look at like that frontal shot, or like when I used to see it in like a G generation, um, which uh, it has a very funny attack in that. Um, let me uh, actually link that real quick because it has a uh, all fire attack and it is very funny and I need to link that because uh, this was DLC unit in uh, G Gen Genesis. Um, here you go. Sure, why not? Uh, ridiculous attack, but basically, you can see actually using all of its armaments. Um, because it has, you know, the missile containers. The missile container doors do a really cool thing where they actually pop down and become barrels for the uh, high mega cannons that are attached to the two uh, K-Heart, advanced K-Heart-2s being used as arms. Um, That's very cool. It has finger beams because it's the fucking, it's got Psycho Gundam arms. Ridiculous unit. And it has the chest cannon, and then it has more chest cannons, and then it has the two beam cannons that are on, you know, the, uh, the, the tails of the... Uh, the two outer parts. Ridiculous unit. Uh, and also a giant bubble butt because it has this big propellant tank that's just a giant round tank. It's literally like the most we are putting a rocket on the back of you thing. It's funny, right? Because like you would think that uh, adding more parts would only make it more incomprehensible, and yet. <laughs> um Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not you can build something out of five Legos and have it look like a mess, or build something out of 10,000 Legos and have it look great. It's about how you use them. That is fair. Next, a funny one, the Hyzak 2. This Wait, is actually a low-spec form, the Hyzak 2. The RX-124 TR-6 Hyzak 2. Well, here's the thing with all these what? forms. <laughs> all of the forms that have 2 in the name are based on a prior thing. Uh, which it would include, so you have like a Priory 2, you have the KR 2, now you have the Hyzak 2. The How Hyzak did I never 2, know this was a thing? So what the Hyzak 2 is, is a windward. Uh, it has its arms folded up, and plugged into the arms, it has Hyzak arms. It is given the Ashamar beam rifle. It is given Marasai for the lower legs um, that are plugged into the windward legs. Um, it does have the Hurdudu parts and like the popped-up backpack. Uh, and then it has two shield binders. This is actually, for all of the extra parts it has, like with having like that beam cannon on... It actually only has the beam cannon on the one side, I believe, also, normally. Though, a lot of times in model depictions, they do it too, just because. Um, even though it has, like, the beam cannon and, the, like, the beam rifle, this actually is not a very high-spec form. This is actually a form that, in some ways, has a lower uh, performance than the TR-6, the base hi- uh, wound work. But, it is easier to control. So, the whole idea was, maybe we could use this as, like, a test unit, right? Or for people who are beginners, right? They're learning how to control a elegant as shit. It looks great. Yeah, it looks surprisingly good. Uh, I'm so sad that they allow you to do this with the models, but you have you would have to paint it. Uh, because like mm. they give you they they did a set of joints so you could connect like the Hyzak arms on or the uh, the Marasai legs onto it, but you're gonna have to paint those to match your windboard, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, which makes me sad because yeah, and I like the Ashamar beam rifle. It just looks cool. There is actually another version of this form. It's still called the Hyzak 2, but um, in fitting with, uh, you know, 
Titan's machines, it actually uses the Zeku Ein's arms from Senwa. Let me find that real quick. It actually looks pretty nice as well. Here you go. It only existed as a small side illustration, so not the best quality there, but you can see it has the Zeku Ein's arms with like the uh, big Gatling gun on it. So oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Yep. And you could do that with the models too. They actually included uh, joints for the Zeku Ein's arms as well. So, uh, yeah. It's pretty neat. Uh, it's just a cool, like, low-key form. Um, speaking of cool, low-key forms, then we have the one that you mentioned having, the Hazel 2. Uh, I wonder which what is, this looks like. I don't know. <laughs> which, this it, is funny, know. because this is... So, there is a Hazel 2 that isn't related to this, but that's because the actual Hazel 2 is called Hazel 2nd Unit, but the way it gets spelled out is Hazel 2. This is just the Hazel 2, as in this is the Hazel-based Woundwort form. Um... So the Hazel 2 here is interesting because what it does is it emulates the idea of the Hazel by having a beam rifle and then having two booster shields on the backpack. So it uses the longer, like, you know, taller backpack, like it doesn't have the bunny tail. And this backpack has two hard points where it puts uh, two of those uh, shield boosters onto there. Kind of like the Advanced Hazel, like what the Advanced Hazel does. Um... And yeah, uh, basically you're just getting a woodwort that can do that. Like, it's just a simple form. Um, it is this is one of the more low-key ones. Um, it has a cool beam rifle, because I love that Mark V beam rifle. I just think it's a really cool rifle. And the funniest thing about the art is the art actually... So, here's the thing. The art actually shortens how big those shields are on the backpack. Um, because the blades are normally longer than that. Um, so this is more accurate to the model you have, I just said. You get two big cannons instead. It looks great. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to mention, it does have a shield. It actually wields a single one of the, uh, shields like the Kehar uses. Um, where it's like, you know, that, that cool, like, one with the little beam in there or something. So it has that as well. Um, and even, even though, you know... Even though it's the one that it is, you can also do ridiculous things like this. Uh, my partner has this one, actually, and what she did is... So, here's a fun thing that none of these forms do that is really cool that you can do. Um, you see how these turn into giant claws? Mm -hmm. What if you left them attached to the arms just in giant claw mode? Sure. Why not? Uh, it looks cool. Um, this thing does have a weird-looking MA mode by virtue of not having the bunny tail. This it, It's funny because, again... Because of the way it changes the shape, it almost looks like a completely different MA mode, even though it happens the same way. The legs fold up, have the little wings pop out, the backpack part pops over the head. Um, but the rifle is like very flush with like the subarm on the crotch. The two uh, shield boosters, you know, pop back, give it a very different silhouette. It's just like mm -hmm. a weird pointy jet thing when it's in MA mode. I really like the idea of it having these big things, like these the big the shield boosters with the big you know blade rifles could just like you could you could use them like. Um... Yeah, like slashing something in passing. Yep. Be cool. Yep. It's cool. It's really neat. Uh, and it could pop them forward if it wanted to, because they're on rotatable parts. So you could just pop them forward and, you know, have them fire like that as well. Uh, all right. So, and then finally we have the Gaplant 2. And this is this is the kind of the last of the simple forms, I think. Uh, oh, actually, before we move on, uh, one little thing I want to show you, um, because, again, they don't have it in here, which is always unfortunate, but... Uh, unfortunately, I am a better source of AOZ stuff than the Gundam Wiki. Um, in Advance of Zeta Reboot, to in order to make a form that kind of made more sense with the name Hazel 2, um, 
even though the Hazel 2 is ostensibly that one, there is an alternate configuration for the Hazel 2 that just uses the Hazel arms and legs uh, outright, which is kind of neat. Uh, just because of it's weird adding all these big blocky Hazel parts to the woodwork. Yeah. Um, it just has the Hazel, Hazel arms and legs with the normal weapons and then the Hazel legs there. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Anyway, um, final form uh, that is simple is the Gaplant 2. The Gaplant 2 is kind of the same thing. We take the idea of the Gaplant and we put it here. Uh, you can actually make this with the models too because there is a joint so you can put the Gaplant arms like that uh, from the TR5 onto your Windward. And I think this form looks really cool because you got these big beefy Gaplant arms popping out of the arms. They're using the Fetiine rifle that the um, Gapfly uses. Great rifle. Um, it has, uh, so it has the same backpack as the Hazel 2, but instead of putting the Windwork Shield boosters, probably because it would throw the design off balance, it actually just uses like the Hazel Shield boosters because universal parts, baby, <laughs> you can just do that. Um, so and the arms have like you know your usual plant binders on them, and then the legs have the Hazel legs for stability purposes because this is more of a grounded form and it's it would be very top heavy without that. Um, I think this form just looks fine. This is just a neat looking form. Um, I like the way it looks like when people make this with the models. Um, it's just, you know, just a cool combat form. Uh, alright, so, we're gonna do the Heisenthal 2 Raw, or, sorry, the Heisenthal 2 first. Uh, the Raw will come later. Uh, okay. so, the Heisenthal, also called Heisenthal, the Heisenthal is the name of the character from Watership Down, and for the longest time, it was Heisenthal. They went with Hazenflay because it's a different kind of pun, because this is actually based on combining the ideas of the Hazel and the Gap play. And you can actually see it even has the shape of the Gap play. Like, it's tall, it has a long rifle, and it has mm -hmm. the shoulder cannons. Um, so they decided to change it to Hazenflay, I think, just to make the pun more apparent. I just say Hazenflay because I'm used to saying that, and that's still how it's pronounced with the katakana there anyway. So, mm -hmm. well, they have they have the Heisenthal listed as a different variant now. Uh, that that's them being weird on the website is the problem. They, they've they have the yeah. I'm looking at them. They're just they're just painted different colors. These are clearly the same robot. Yeah, no, this is just the Gundam Wiki being. Well, it's also them being inconsistent because some of these get different official spellings because they're in two different books now. So I see. whatever. It's just just Gundam localization things. Anyway. This is my favorite form by and far, and this is described as kind of the perfected form of the Windward. This isn't the best form, necessarily, because the best form would be the KR, because that is one you can just stick a pilot in, and you they will do good. This is like the ace machine, though, of the bunch, and I love it. So, what we have done with the Windward is we have given it a more, almost a more traditional Gundam head, but also different in some ways. So, what we've done is it has, like, a, a better sensor set on the head. Uh, they've gotten rid of the Vulcan pod. They're just like, fuck Vulcans. We don't need them. Um, the head also has, on the face, they've put a chin guard, like, over the mask. And I mm -hmm. think it looks really cool. Um, so you have this really cool, different shape to the head. The torso um, is using a completely different um, kind of, like... It, it's still a Primrose 2 body, but they've added, like, uh, parts to it. Like, they've added armor, basically. So, it's more of a proper, like, mobile suit torso. Um, you can see it still has, like, the vent areas. Um, it also has, on the chest there, uh, this was a thing I think wasn't around until Advanced Zeta reboot, but you see that little gray door there? 
Yes. That opens into a little mega particle cannon. So it does have a little cannon on the chest too, which is kind of cool and kind of fits Kill of a Human. We talked about the calamity earlier, but anyway, um, uh, does it? Um, calamity has a chest cannon. No, too. it's it's the on the armament section. It says that that the the single mega particle cannon is on the backpack. Um. Oh, it. So they haven't updated it. I will show you what I'm talking about. Uh, I do Please have. Do. Sources. Uh, I, I so, believe you. I'm just confused. Yeah. Okay, so the backpack also has a gun on it that like can pop. Uh, basically, the, the the Hazel 2 backpack, like the one you have also, because uh, it's that kind of backpack. You can see it's the, you know, that triangular one. Uh, mm-hmm. That has a little gun in it that's like a... See, that one I always thought was the spread gun, but whatever. Um, here, uh, where is the page? I just need to find the page that has the Heisenberg. Um, that way you can actually see the design of the gun anyway, so that sorry for taking a moment just because I didn't name these files good because I'm meaning to rip all the art it's just taking time because ripping art from a tan slash beige background is difficult and ripping it with like a white background ah here we are if you look at the top middle you can see the chest open with the... Uh, yes. Yeah. I see. So it pops down. Uh, that was added later, though, so the wiki may not have even had... May not have that. Um, I'm, I'm actually not really reading the wiki for a lot of this, by the way. This is all me going off memory because I just love these suits. So, um... All right. Uh, onto the shoulders. Um, so we have extended out the arms. These are, like... We've added a bunch of parts, but it's not, like... So normally when you add parts onto the Woundward arm, the Woundward just folds its arms up and they plug parts into the side of it. Mm-hmm. Not the case here. What we have done is we've just extended them. We've The extra armor on the torso includes these widening pieces for the shoulders. And if you look, uh, the shoulders have uh, cannons added to them. Uh, they, these are usually shown as like spread cannons, uh, and they can also just be used as beam cannons. These are like, like what the Gatblaze little beam guns are, basically. Like they can rotate and like pivot. Um, and, you know, they're on the shoulders, just like the Gapplet. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the arms, so the arms are where things get weird. So you have the thrusters going on with the forearm here, right? Uh, but then if you look at the arm coming out of that forearm piece, it is just the regular, that's where the Windward arm got moved into, is there. So it does have the regular Windward arms. They're just at the end of all of this added parts. I really love that the, like, the, basically, the, like, the sleeves are so long and separate that they can just, like, fold off in their own direction. Mm-hmm. Its I, arm. It looks really, really cool. good. Like, if you look at the arm holding the rifle, mm-hmm. just having, like, that cuff out, it looks cool. It looks great. Um, these skirts uh, have been redesigned. It actually has skirts now, basically. Um, and, you know, it's, you've just got a design all around. Uh, the rear skirts are gigantic, by the way. Um, there's no rear image in the top area, so let me do this. Sending this to six also. Don't look I'm at the image at the... I sent there because that's actually different from the original. So I'm looking at the reboot rear. Is that not what I want to look at? No, uh, okay. it's a little different. Uh, I'll talk about the difference at the end, like in just a little bit. But uh, sure. Just have to quickly type in RX124 Heisenthay, and then I find it. <laughs> All right, so here it is. Here uh, on the original, it's a fixed skirt on the back. Uh, there's oh, just two big fixed skirt pieces, and then the bunny tail is in between. Um, so it does have. The, it actually uses both backpacks because what they have done here, it's a little hard to see, 
they've actually doubled the drum frames. The torso connects into a drum frame, and then there's a drum frame below that. So it actually is two of those, and so it has both the backpack on the top, which is like that triangular backpack, and then it has the bunny tail backpack. It must be hella flexible. Uh-huh. Um, if you look at the legs, the legs have changed greatly. The Windward legs are basically folded up there in like the way they go with the MA mode, and then they just plug in these large, giant forelegs. Um, they actually separate at the knee there, so it adds like a double joint, basically. So like it bends where it connects there, and then also that lower part, like you can see where the separation is on the knee, it can bend more if necessary. Um, it's um, it's these legs are cool too. I like these. They end in little tiny feet. I figured out the double the Heisenflay two with the Y, that entry. It is they did not list the same thing twice. Oh, they did not? No. Um, you, either you'll bring it up, or I'll bring it up at the end. Okay. Um, mm, is it? Is it? Were you looking at... Okay. Bring it up now, just because I'm curious. Okay. Um, it is the ARZ124HZ2. It is the version... It is a Hazenflay 2 that was captured and modified by Rezeon. Yes, but if you look at the article, look at the first sentence... Did you notice that they spelled it Hazenplay there, but Heisenplay yes. at the top? Yes. They are being inconsistent because the book is inconsistent. It uses both spellings in English. I see. Well, I'm I'm gonna stick with Haze for both, just because. Like, it, that's fine. I just you type it Haze because that's how you find the article. Exactly. But, that's yeah. that's why is is I'm that, gonna stick yeah, with Haze because fine. I don't that's, mind that. That's I'm how people gonna, are gonna say, find it. But. I just say Heisenplay because mm-hmm. one, that's how it's pronounced, and two, you know. Um. Yeah. So real quick though, with these legs, just to like bring this up, like. It's so funny because, like, they look very monostructural, like, like they, they look monostructural, right? Like, they're very, like, weirdly, like, <laughs> like, the way that they are bent, like, it doesn't look like they would bend a lot, but just showing this on the kit, uh, they can bend quite a bit, actually. Um, and it, it huh. rolls. These are cool legs. Uh, you, it, as you can see, that little black part on the back of the leg that's coming off, that's actually in the middle, and that's a binder that can move up and down. So that part can actually move. Interesting. The other thing to note um, that's a little fun is uh, these legs. So you know the gap play, right? And you know how the gap play has like its weird leg claws it does? I do. Well, here you go. Uh, because this is based on that. That's why these legs are so weird. Um, they can go mm. into the little claw mode. Um, they also have missiles in them. Uh, just like two little missiles that can fire out of the legs if you bend them up. And, um just a minor armament thing added but yeah so basically this form is also fun because we just talked a lot about the name right don't mm-hmm. worry though in the book for advance of zeta this is also called the advanced woodward instead it is never called heisenblade there other than in the notes in the back in margin sections and then in one of the other sections they call something else a completely different name so again very rushed feeling book because nothing is consistent there <laughs> um but it's just just a funny little thing to bring up um so all right to talk about this form this is a high-speed fighter form. this is meant to be like used by an ace this is this is the gundam of the forms even though they're all gundams you know what i mean like this is meant to be the main form so other features of this so there is an ma mode and the ma mode is pretty big i would say you know it's it turns into basically like a real messed up space fighter it's got 
you know, the way the legs are full, you got the legs folded up, it's got the missiles in the legs, you got the two shoulder beam cannons have now started pointing forward, it's still got the crotch subarm holding the shield, um, it's like a big fighter, but the other thing it can do, and this is what it can do from, th this is something that it can do that it kind of gets from the Beowulf. It from separates the Bawu. Bawu. I thought you, you cut out for a second and it sounded like you said from the Beyblade. And I was like, what? Where are we going? <laughs> from the Beowulf. Uh, okay. And it can separate into a top fighter and a bottom fighter. Um, the top fighter, uh, because it has the two drum frames, so it just separates at the drum frames. And each one turns into its own little fighter. Um, uh, is, are there two pilots for this thing? No, I believe one is computer controlled, same way as the baby. Like you would control the bottom with the with a computer. Weird. So that's that's how the Beiwu works too, and it's weird there too. <laughs> um, but uh, here's there's like the top fighter, which is like you know a more normal MA like jet thing, and then the bottom fighter I love because it's a little crab. The I way totally... the legs are. It's cute. I totally understand why this is, but it is a little, a little, a little disappointing to me to look at this this uh, HGUC uh, Hazenthley two, and see that the rifle is just one piece that the blades won't separate. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I wish it did. It's a high grade though. One day they'll yeah. do a master grade, probably. Maybe. Hopefully. And this is me being wishful. Anyway. Um. But yeah. So it has a top fighter and a bottom fighter. Uh. Another thing. There is an unfinished mark for it, uh, because all of, a lot of the uh, forms have had, like, special marks. Uh, it's like a little rabbit knight, and I love it. Look at this little guy. Again, it's, more signs cool. of it being unfinished, though. It's like a sketch. They didn't even finish the emblem. Um, this is a ridiculous mode, though. Uh, this is just a high-speed mode that basically goes into combat, and this is your ace. This is... You have this leading a bunch of K-Hars is the idea. And that'll actually come up a little bit later, but... Um, Alright, so for variations, we don't... I will quickly bring up, real quick, in Reboot, uh, Re-Advances Zeta, they don't... It, they change the rear skirt, uh, as uh, Six can see. Mm -hmm. As Six saw. They changed it so the rear skirt, instead of being a flat piece just laid over the top that looks like a rear Gundam skirt, it's two, like, movable binders that are actually, like, able to be on their side or rotate if necessary, which is kind of cool. It's just yeah, fancier. Like yep. Um, that's like the main change that you get. Um, the other change, well, there's one other one. If you look at the foot, they made it so the foot changed, um, mainly so that it could bend in the middle of the foot. They made it so like that red piece could bend. That way it's like a more stable foot is, I think, the idea. Um, th that's just a minor change that the artist decided to do. Like, even when he's drawing, you know, just when he draws it now, that's how he draws it. Mm. Which, you know, there's just little things like that. That's why I don't want to bring up all of them, but I'll bring up the notable ones. Like, the skirts are pretty notable, so I figured I'd bring those up. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, though, them changing the feet is what allows them to give us this picture I really like of the uh, Rezeon version Uh uh, doing a little kneel. Um, That's a great pose, yeah. I love it with the little peace sign. It's good. Or bunny ears, because rabbits! <laughs> um, speaking of, um, it's technically a variant because they renumber all of them, but I'm not going to super talk about it. You have the ARZ variants for a lot of these. The main change is they're going to be black. 
and red and white details instead of white or blue with you know the normal two titans kind of colors um mm-hmm. that's the main difference there's not a lot of change on the actual design itself uh if there if there is on any other ones i will bring it up but i think i've kind of you know there's not really that many. um okay so that was the heisenthal 2 uh the heisenthal 2 though fitting an ace machine what if we made it acer i don't know what i'm on about uh the heisenthal 2 raw is the next one we're going to talk about Mm-hmm. We have added... Also the, known as the Advanced Wound Wart EX. Yep, or as it was in the back of the book, I believe it was the Gundam like Gundam Wound Wart Advance. Uh, it, it, like, it uses Advance like Advance of Zeta. Like, it's, ah, uh, look, they dropped the title in there. Um, it's silly. But anyway, uh, so what we've done here is... So, the changes are... We have removed the face mask, uh, and it just has its normal Wound Wart face, which... I think it's a downgrade, personally. It's my only beef with this form. Uh, we have added the shoulder units, though, the Hurdudu units. And mm-hmm. we've added two shield binders to those. And those are also on a wire, so we can launch those if necessary. And it could also just pop them up and fire them. Uh, the other major change is we have taken a miniature version of the backpack. And we put it on the crotch and given it a, a, a like scattering beam gun on the crotch area. Why? Hmm. I don't know. It's just they did that. Um, sometimes the form even omits it um, in some games um, and whatnot. It's just a little attachment piece that goes onto the crotch, though, basically. And it's just like it's like the backpack, but reversed. Um, anyway, this form is, you know, just the same, but more. It's dual wielding rifles. It has the two shields. Otherwise, I mean, it's it's otherwise the same form. It's just basically got the extra, you know, extra parts on it. Um, now, one thing this can do is in their inconsistency with this, with AOZ. Sometimes the Woundwort Raw is depicted as having two sets of Herdudu parts, usually when it's coupled with the booster. Uh, because it can use the Kaplan's booster if necessary, like if it was doing a base strike or something. Hmm. And so this form, and this is what I have my high grade in right now, is you have the Hurdudu parts also on the skirt, and you have two shields on the skirt. Um, this is as fully loaded as you can make this thing. Um, and if you all want to see art, there is also line art of it standing, but with the uh, with the Hurdudu parts on the skirt on the sides. Um, the only, the only thing is it doesn't have shields in them. It just has them as the beam cannons, which probably makes a bit more sense because you're not really going to be able to angle those shields in a good way. No. Um, the other change here, and this is a minor thing. So sometimes in some old illustrations, when they wanted to show the windward standing because of its weird feet, it would actually pop down the center armor of the uh, leg and just pop that down and use that as an extended foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it does that yeah, here. But that, that happens on a couple of illustrations. They never talk about it. It's just one of those things that it's just like, yep, it can do this. Um, this form is cool. This form, it's just it's the same thing, but with more. And uh, all I could ask is that they put the mask back on. But other than that, I love the hanging shields. They're on wires, which I think is cool, because I think wire-guided weapons are fucking neat. So that means, theoretically, actually, if you have like the booster form... It has six wire-guided weapons, because it has the two on the side skirts, the two on the shoulder. 
and the two gun the two guns it's holding. Remind me again, how many uh, new types were on the Titans test team? Uh, well, uh, here's the thing: these are these do not need to be used by new types because these are not incoms in the normal sense. These are on winches that you basically so these move in a more linear fashion. Is the idea. Uh, I see. You just these, sort of throw them out. These are to throw them out. To be fair, also don't forget incoms were also meant for non-new types. Also, yeah, but yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> it, controlling six of them at once would be ridiculous. These though, um, generally speaking, the way the winches work, they're not as accurate as an incom. The idea is you just basically can throw them and you know have them on a wire and pull them back and whatnot. So there's a lot more of you, the user, having to do ridiculous things. Now, because the weapons have boosters and like little computers and like their own individual like sensors and mono eyes on them um they sometimes do do ridiculous things like you know i can like make this wrap around an asteroid or something uh but you know uh like i said though this is just the same thing but with more yeah it's All it's right. you know it's good because it's good because the hazen play 2 was good i don't know if it's it's Better. better i think it's a little it i'm not going to say over designed because i don't think that's true but i do think it's sort of over equipped now this is a form that i think it's on the wiki i need to talk about this because it's not listed as a variant here but this is very important and it is related to the wound war raw or the heisman play 2 raw uh that would be the arz 125 uh yeah they list that as a variant of the the captured version of it so. okay that's how they did that okay yeah. So, the ARZ-125 rehighs. I do want to talk about this real quick. Um, you this recently is... changed your avatar to this. Yep, because I really like this design, so I started using it as my avatar. Plus, I saw... I think I saw someone else using the black windwork uh, from, uh, the, like, the Xeon windwork on another website, and I was just like, wait, two people can't use the same icon, so I switched mine to the rehighs. Um, the rehighs is called so because it is... We have taken the Heisenthal and we've redone it. Uh, this is redone by Xeon, though, as you can tell by the armor. Um, this is a fun machine because this is seeing... So, the parts of the Heisenthal 2, right, are basically a bunch of add-ons added onto the uh, basic, like, you know, one frame. Right. Um, what this does is say, what if we just bolt everything together? What if this is the best form, right? So why not just make this into its own thing? So you can see, like, the shoulders actually have, like, the crew-to-do parts integrated into them. Like, it has the same, like, little pointy parts, but they're also integrated into, like, the actual shoulder unit, which just has a bunch of, like, boosters and stuff. Um, the head has changed. We have made the head into a cool mono-eye head um, and given it some fancy horns. Uh, the torso has been given a mono-eye and also looks cool. Um, you can see it in the one more detailed art but you can see the little green glow it has like a little torso mono eye um they've you know the, a lot of the armor has also changed to look a little bit more uh, like it looks more xeon right like if you look at the skirts the skirts look more like something from like the sazabi or like that era of xeon machine totally you know? um they've got like that that just that kind of shape to them um same with like the crotch this is almost very nightingale-esque in some parts like that um you know they've just added some more boosters to it uh, the legs themselves have been changed into, like, being... So, like, I mentioned, that, like, how the middle armor can separate. They kind of just ran with that and made it so the legs are hollow in the middle. And so they're just, like, this cool, like, round, weird-looking leg, and I kind of love the design like that. Yeah. Um, the side skirts are just two big boosters. Um, 
they've they've given it a more conventional gun. It's just it, like it's they take the shield booster rifle, right? But they got rid of the sword. They're like, you don't need a sword. They just you know, they just made it into a really big beam rifle. Um, and it does my favorite thing of having an angled tank on it. You can see it on like the picture of it holding the gun up directly. It has like mm-hmm. that little white tank, and I love the way that looks. Um, uh, and it still has like uh probably like the eye field generator and whatnot in there. Apparently, they also put a psychomy system in this. Um, I'm presuming just for performance, because it doesn't have, like, funnels or anything. Um, I like this machine, though. And it's still, like, the the gun can still be, like, moved on a subarm, like, that is attached to the back. Um, this is just really neat to me, because, like I said, they took they took the Heisen play. They took this, this design and went, okay, well, what if it was more Xeon? Uh, and they did it, and I think they did a good job. I think this is, like, my favorite. I want this to get a model kit, because it's just such a striking, like, form, even though, like, it's based on the Heisenthal, which is, of all things, based on, like, the fucking Gap play. It's, like, a weird... It just has a weird lineage that makes it re- me respected a lot more. I mean, it reminds me of, like, the Gerbera Tetra compared to the GPO-4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, it's that kind of thing, where you have, like, a full-on redesign, but, like, it's still embodies like some of the same combat principles that the original did it's just they changed it they made it more like their forces um mm-hmm. i just think i just think it's really cool for that um all right what's next meat oh, there's a lot of meat still okay let's talk about the five or two we'll do the five or two okay all right the five ah, or two boo so this is just uh, this is basically a GPO3 style attachment. This is not really an attachment so much as this is an MA that puts a mobile suit in the middle of it, uh, which is probably why six is boom. Um, <laughs> also, because it reminds me of some other units from future series that I dislike. So you have a big, almost Halo-like arrangement on the top that uh, that you have going on, right? And you have like this big ring of parts that part's cool um the ring has attached to it uh four different binders um two of the binders are um able to carry kr2s on them they're actually meant to carry mobile suits on them. um because theoretically you could put like the lead heisenthal of like a team with uh six support units on this um then I believe the other two binders are just defensive binders that have a, like they slide a little and have cannons in them. Um, and I think the defensive binders basically are just, you know, anti-missile because you're a mobile armor and you are ripe to be hit by missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So you have the fiber, right? Okay. Uh, you have a giant beam cannon as well. Absolutely huge beam cannon. Um, just enormous right because that's there's a heisenthal well in this case a heisenthal the hazel form but we're not talking about that there but it can have either one in there um in the middle of it there holding a giant cannon that is much larger than the mobile suit by like a few magnitudes um this is the bigwig cannon too by the way is a good name um other than that it has a tail binder uh, that is just like a big, almost like a stinger is what it reminds me of, which I really like the shape of. Um, and then in the cruise mode, this actually goes over like the mobile suit, like it folds the other way around. So you basically have a mobile suit suspended in this like halo of parts. 
Um, I I don't dislike it, but I don't. It's my least favorite of these MAs. Um, it's basically what this whole thing is meant to be. So the original Fiverr that is like uh, in AOZ is a suppression like area suppression unit. This is the same idea, right? You send mm-hmm. this into its enemy territory at a high speed, and it fires at the base and blows it up while it has a bunch of things defending it. In this case, mobile suits, and also it has, like, eye fields inside of the binders and stuff. Um, and, you know, that's what it is, though. It's just a big... It's just a mobile arm, right? It's just a Honestly, big mobile Honestly, if they're gonna do this... Like, I see it's cruise mode, and it's not bad... But if you're going to do this, I feel like it's the coward's way out to not have the four binders sort of fold together to make this impromptu, like, like needle point shape. Mm. Well, but. so we'll see how you feel about this other one, then. Okay. The next one is the Dandelion 2. The Fiverr 2 was all on the upper body, basically, in terms mm. of what it represented on a mobile suit. The Dandelion 2 is all pants. So, we have a Woundwork core unit, and then we have attached to the legs uh, two giant skirts, and then two giant uh, leg parts, uh, a bunch of boosters, and uh, it's a Woundwork raw, so it has, like, the shield binders on, like, the little arms, and then, uh, I actually like this picture a lot, because if you look at the Woundwork in there, it's doing the thing it can do, which is, like, extending the double joint on the arm, so the arm looks dislocated in a way that I think looks cool. And they've also given it a giant shield on the left arm um, that tucks in over the mobile suit in the MA mode. Um, and again, this is like, okay, so this is for atmospheric re- and re-entry. Whereas the Fiverr 2, because of having like the mobile suits on it, is for suppression of an area. Like, this is just raw destruction. It is just meant to go and destroy with overwhelming firepower. Um, this has a bunch of extra beam cannons on it. It has you know, it has the shield booster, it has um, the two cannons on the uh, shoulders that are able to pop out. Um, this thing, otherwise, though, is meant to be a giant mobile armor that descends on an area and just shoots at everything. Uh, its MA mode is also weird because the feet, or the I guess more accurately the skirts, have big claws in them that fold forward uh, when it's in the MA mode. The MA mode looks really good. I'm trying to figure out how i feel about the mobile suit mode part of the problem is this art of it is so top on that it's really hard to like it it throws off your depth perception Mm -hmm. and so you can't tell what is where i'm trying to find other shots of it like like kits and stuff they did do a mobile suit ensemble of it which is an sd kit um which is not you know really as accurate but it's it's a fun little thing but basically, it is worn on the lower body, is what is I, happening here. I don't hate this. I, 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 I'll give this one. Like, I don't think this is one of my faves, but it's solid. All right. So, all right, Six, we've talked about the Fiverr 2 and the Dandelion 2. Now it's time to talk about the inlay, which is um, a Fiverr 2 and a Dandelion 2 stacked on top of each other. To make a full-size mobile armor. The inlay, which is named after the God of Death from Watership Down, is basically the ultimate MA form of the Uh This is meant to replace battleships. Because here's the thing, right? Six, in Gundam, if a battleship is in the middle of combat, what frequently happens to a battleship? 
I guess shot a lot. Yep. So, what if we put a big linear rail on a battleship that hangs out at the edge of combat? And we just launched in a mobile suit team that was a giant mobile armor with with a complement of... This actually has two pilots in it, by the way. It has a uh, Heisen Play 2 in the upper part, like where the Fiverr is, and a Heisen Play 2 in the lower part where the uh, Dandelion is. Because um, that way it has two people actually like controlling this monstrosity. Um, and then it has the six Khars that are just, you know, the rest of the squad. So you have s- squads made of eight people, basically a commander, a second in command, and six grunts. And you just launch this into battle from far away. Um, and you let them take care of it. Well, okay. So I assume the idea is that it basically snipes, right? Uh, the MA itself, yes. The MA itself snipes, and then the Khars would be the ones doing, like, the dirt. Um, the so- Khar does have some suppression weapons. But we'll talk about it. Uh, what were you going to ask? I feel like this is... I, I like the idea of its solution to the like to the battleship problem of, of UC, but I don't feel like it actually works in UC because, like, I mean, if the problem was just, hey, what if we, did, what if we had better range, that wouldn't be a problem. You can put big guns on a warship. The problem is they miss because you're dealing with Minoski particles and you can't see shit. That's fair. And this is pretty big. Um, so, a couple of the things that this does have. Um, so, it does have the big with two cannon, yes. Um, it does also have uh, actual incom units put onto this. Um, they're like little ball like beam cannons that have been added onto um, parts of it. Um, I would have to look up the animation to see where they exactly come from. They are on the art somewhere. It's just there are, the art is a lot. Um... Oh, right. Uh, if you look at the cruise mode, actually, you see the two binders that are facing forward, uh, the like the leg pieces. Mm-hmm. You see those little ball pieces that are like um, right before the fin? I do. With the beams? Those are also on the dandelion, too. Those are the big uh, beam cannons that like are supposed to pop out like on a wire, basically, and cover an area as well. I see. Um, so it does have those. But um, you're right, though, in that it doesn't have a lot of close-range defense. Though. It has eye fields, so it, it doesn't get shot. Um, this is actually a different thing. This actually brings up a different problem of UC that I always wonder. So, here's the thing. This is, well, this isn't quite as big as a battleship, because if you look at the picture I sent, that is an Alexandria-class battleship that has been modified, and it carries three of these. So it's not, like, as big as a battleship. It's big, but it's not can, as big as, you know. Yeah, I guess, I guess I can see it being, like... Honestly, this was one of the pictures that you posted a long time ago in the in the Discord, and I immediately poo-pooed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, like, it does look silly, but I understand... This picture does give you context where you understand its use better, right? Yeah. Where well, you're like... It, it, yeah, it's it's sending out three of these, right? One right, of these ships, right. so... It's like, it's like so that, that makes the battleship... Like, they are still carried to the battlefield by this battleship, but it does make the battleship able to better stay out of the way because it launches these things, which then launch the mobile suit instead of the mobile suits being launched straight from the, the battleship. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that is not really mentioned here, really, I mean, it, it mentions docking points in the special equipment, right? Mm-hmm. It does also mention a solar sail, uh... That comes up in a little side illustration. The idea uh, uh, that Kenki Fujioka had is, what if you just had a space station put on relay points, and then you just gave it like a solar sail so it could travel between these like relay points, uh, and that way you could have like these defensible space stations. 
Uh, but that's not something that's actually in the story. It was like a margin thing. The actual mm. docking points that it talks about, though. Um, so the top part, the uh, the the quote unquote head, if you will, right? Because you can see it does kind of have a big beef in and mm. eyes. It's more of a mustache, which is even funnier to me. Uh, that can pop open. And it can have, you can actually choose to alternately put a bunch of weapon containers in it. Like the same kind of weapon containers that go on the other things, right? Like it's those hexagonal doors. Sure. Um, he purposely draws it monstrously, but you can see at the top middle, this is what it would actually look like. He drew it like a mouth opening because that's what he likened it to, is like mm -hmm. being a mouth opening full of teeth. Uh, but that's the thing. Those are things that you could put anything in. You could put missiles in them. You could put nukes in them. Because this is the Titans. In Just shoot them into space. Uh, well, it's funny you say that because one of the weapon illustration things, as a joke, when they're putting all the equipment that you can put in there, uh, one of them is, in fact, a shower. They did as a joke. <laughs> uh, which is very funny. It's like in like the margin illustration, you go through the weapon container, it's like all like real Gundam things, right? Like, oh, you could use this as a bit container, or you can use this for like an uh, extra generator or whatever. And then the bottom middle, like barely cut off, is like, oh, by the way, a shower. Or Hilda Badan. Uh, the nuke is the funny one, though, because see, when they decided to put this thing in SD Gundam G-Gen Genesis uh, as a DLC unit, they decided, what if it carried five nukes in these and fired off five nukes into the enemy? Because, I mean, they're the Titans. They don't care about war crimes. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, so this is basically supposed to be yeah, a... This is like your ultimate... You send three of these... Into the battlefield, you've got 12 normal mobile, or uh, you would have uh, 6, 12, 18 normal mobile suits, and then you have, you know, six people piloting these three monstrosities. Uh, they can optionally have atmospheric escape pods for launching from ground to space, which I think looks funny. This is a big booty um, that you slap <laughs> on the back of it, but yeah. Bumblebee um, butt. The thing is, uh, it also has multiple forms, though, because we mentioned the cruise form, right? So... It has the cruise form, which is like, oh, it's in space, and it wants to go faster, and wants to be, like, more flat. So it goes like a cruise mm -hmm. form. It also has a launch form, which is for being under atmosphere, which is just turning it into a giant plane. Um, which rules. Uh, all these forms are ridiculous. This thing is ridiculous, and I love it. Um, it's silly. It's um, pretty good, though. I yeah. love that the history of it is, uh, the pilot, who is, like, the point-of-view character for the, the story, is, like, these are too evil of a weapon, and I don't actually think the Titans are good. So he steals a wound ward and blows up all of them. <laughs> because, you know, you can't have these end up at grips, because that's where they were heading for. <laughs> they were like, wait, we have to make sure Zeta still happens. We've invented weapons that are too sick. <laughs> like, Eliard gets ordered by the captain. I think they're all disillusioned with the Titans, basically, at that point. So they just destroy it. Uh, Eliard steals a wound ward, destroys the inlay. Um... And yeah, so it doesn't actually get to work, but sure is something that would have been cool. <clears throat> now, here's the one that is intentionally ridiculous uh -huh. and is very funny to me. We have the Psycho Inlay, which is a Psychomu-like form inlay. Um, uh -huh. All that is different is uh, they've added more Psychomu weapons and the paint job has become Titan's paint job. So it's blue and yellow in a weird way. Um, and also it has nukes, like, act, like it, it always has nukes. And plasma leaders and chemical weapons. You know, whatever war crimes you can think of. Yeah. 
This is the ultimate war crimes machine. This thing has no details in the book, by the way. This is literally just something that I think Kenki Fujioka just drew for fun. He's like, what if I made the most evil form of the inlay possible? And that's what that is. It does look pretty sinister. It is. It is pretty sinister. Um, okay. We're not quite done yet, because it may <laughs> look like we've gone through everything on the list. And we it have. Does. It does look like that. I actually. have more things than are on the list, though, <laughs> because right. I know things. Uh-huh. So, okay. Here's the thing. Yep. The Gundam Wiki has this, right? Sure. This is the Bars M2. Okay. And it, it, you can see, even if you look at the develop from, it doesn't actually link where it came from. Now, we're not really going to talk about this one. It's basically, if you look up ARZ154BZ2, uh, it's Barzam2. Um, the reason it's given the Barzam's number is even though it uses wound warp parts, it actually changes out a bunch of the wound warp parts, like, on the head and the arms. Like, you can see the arms aren't the wound warp arms anymore. It just has armor there. Like, they basically have just made a new mobile suit, so they decided to give it a new number, is my imagining. But there is uh, one that is, like, an actual wound warp uh that i need a link uh let's see uh here's the actual like barzam 2 that has more wound parts um and ironically enough the legs aren't even barzam parts they are hazel parts same with the arms hmm. um but yeah that's it it's it exists uh it has the thing to mention about it real quick is simply that its head can open up um which is really strange uh, like it does, like you know, certain future Gundam things and stuff where it heads pops pop into a open huge into even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really strange, right? Um, just need to mention that. I uh, mean, yeah. Apparently, it's supposed to be psychological. The other thing you have to mention is there is art here of it in a Gran mobility unit, uh-huh. which is adorable. Uh, the Grand rules, uh, the Grand uh, mobile unit, so, uh, parts of, uh, re-advance of Zeta, or advance of Zeta reboot, whatever, uh, take place on Mars, and it's, like, all deserts, so they use a lot of hover units. Uh, the Grand parts, uh, are also applied to a Mars site here. It looks sick. Uh, I actually love these tank legs, they're, like, weird hover tank legs for being used in the desert, and I think they are cool. Um. They're good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need to, I, I needed to mention that form, though, the Barzum, too. Trying to think if there's any other forms that the wiki doesn't have that I would have access to because of the nature of my being. Uh, one sec. I'm just looking because I'm like, I know I know sometimes more than the wiki. Um, let's see. I just have a lot of art that is sometimes on the pages and sometimes not. Um, well, okay, the Primrose 2 is part of the, uh, is part of the, um, Windward, right? So, here's Yeah, the we, we've talked about the Primrose, yeah. Okay. Primrose 2. While itself, it, it actually has its own little variations, technically. Um, specifically, the Hrududu 2, H-R-U-D-U-D-U 2. Um, does use a primrose at the core along with, like, you know, like, other windwork parts. Um, so that's a form. It's basically a space fighter. Uh, it doesn't really mean much because the Hrudu 2 is just usually used as, like, it's the idea is it's a delivery system for bringing those parts, right? Mm. Um, there is also the Barzam variation. Uh, you can see the elongated nose cone I mentioned on the primrose 2 in Reboot there. 
Um, and because it has a rear skirt, uh, the Barzam's rear skirt, it just uses those as wings, which that's kind of cute. Um, the final thing to mention with the Primrose 2, though, I'm trying to see if this forms on the wiki, but there is a form for the Primrose 2 that they made for Advance of Zeta Reboot called the Hambrabi 2. Uh, and the Hambrabi 2... Okay, it's not on the wiki. Yep. Um, the Hambrabi 2 Windward form there, or uh, I should say Primrose form there, is basically, let's make this space fighter the most capable space fighter possible, and it, you know, it serves the role of being like the Hambrabi. It's a, a quick assault fighter. Um, has extra boosters on it, and it has a big beam cannon. There's also an aquatic version of it for some reason. I don't know why Marzion it makes so many aquatic units. I'm assuming <laughs> there's just a lot of water on Mars, I guess. That's kind of funny, because they actually usually say that there's basically none. Uh, yeah, well, look, the Zeon's been busy terraforming it. I guess. Um, damn. And I guess that's it, uh, because I can't find any other forms that's... Oh, no, 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 no. It is not it. There's one more thing we can talk about. One more. Because we won't find a way to talk about it anywhere else, I think. Uh, so, uh, this is a weird mobile suit because, see, it's based on a hazel form, but it looks more like a Woundwort, and it is actually the predecessor to the Woundwort, as given by its number, the RX-123, T-R-S-L-Arira, which is named after the god. It's the opposite of Inlay, I think, basically. Um, uh, this thing is kind of cool, and I wanted to talk about it, and I don't think we would talk about it during the hazel episode because... Uh, this doesn't link anywhere. This is a dead article. Like, it's, mm. you know, it, it is based on a thing that doesn't have an article, which means it is orphaned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I want to talk about it here. Especially because you can see the main body, though. This is a woundwort. It is a woundwort in there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, what this is, is a woundwort with big arms and big pants. And it has a dumb gimmick that I think Six might love when they realize what it is. Can you tell okay. what's going on with this suit? On the left and right side. Not really, no. Okay. So you see how it has a machine gun on the right side? Yes. That giant arm stuck to the shoulder of the right side. And this is similar to like how the gigantic form works. Like it's got the parts to connect to the shoulder. Uh, mm -hmm. And it has like a weapon container up top. It's a giant heat blade. And a Gatling gun. Uh, that's at, like those little fingers at the end are a rotating set of Gatling gun. Like uh, barrels. On the other side... You have a beam cannon on the arm inside of that shield. And then you have a giant beam saber at the end of that arm. And then you have a three-barrel beam gun on that arm that can pop out on a wire. If you say so. So what they've done is they've done a half-and-half half mobile suit. Half of it, the left side of it, is all beam stuff. The right side of it is all physical. Okay, that is really good. You're right. I do like that a lot. <laughs> um, That's actually the thing I found out that made me like this a lot more. Is I was like, oh, it's got a giant sword on one side like a heat sword and then on the other side it just fires out a giant beam saber that fucking rules it's really um, good it's got a radome on the left side also of the chest uh it's got these really weird chunky legs that are kind of designed like windwort or uh hazel legs but like they they're not the same like this is basically like a gigantic form that has been given like the weirdest structure like, mm -hmm. it's got little arms that are holding, like, its handheld weapons, and then it's got two gigantic arms that, like, go down to, like, the bottom of the legs. Like, it's... I love the rear shot of it, actually, because, like, the pose in the rear shot uh, on the one page 
makes it almost look kind of like freakish in a weird way. Like this is like a weird like forest monster that's going to run after you because of its arms. I also really love that in this art, which it's it's a it's a page like a profile page, sort of breaking down like the parts of it and explanation. And you can see the little part with the like. So obviously, we're drawing on inspiration like the Zeong. I'm like, if you say so. <laughs> um, I guess technically by having gun fingers and laser fing or beam fingers on the other side, but yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> this also has an MA mode because of course it does. Um, it looks good. Yeah, the MA mode actually doesn't look as bad as you would think. Uh, it works out on this form somehow. Um, final thing to talk about. This will be the very last thing. This is the escort machine for a larger RX-123 Gundam TRS that is known as the Rap Scuttle. Uh, the Rap Scuttle, I don't know why they call it a Gundam. Because, so, the El Hira, right? You can see it on the bottom, right there. That's so. Even though it's big, it's small here. What is, they have a a mobile armor that is just a giant mobile armor for some reason. I guess it's supposed to. It, this ends up in the hands of the AU also, which is another really weird story thing. And I don't know if that's ever. I don't know if that's ever expanded on because I don't think the AU really pops up. But apparently, the AU found this thing. Um, the okay. Rap Scuttle is just a big mobile armor though. It is developed for maneuvering in the stratosphere and has, you know, is meant for atmospheric reentry. Uh, it was supposed to inter uh, intercept enemies that invade Earth from space. Now, to be fair, I think that is something the Titans would do, right? Sure. Uh, like, go, hey, we need something that prevents people from going from space to the Earth. Um, it is weird, though, because it's like, well, you have the inlay, right? <laughs> um, why did you... They just made this, also. Um, it is meant to store an El Hira as well. And basically, it just has big medica particle cannons on the front of it. You can see all the little barrels for them all over it, actually. Not just mm -hmm. on the front, but on the sides. And then uh, it has two giant claws that have guns in them as well. It has a mono-eye on the head. This doesn't turn into like, an, uh, like a mobile suit mode, by the way. This is just basically a big, beefy, big row. <laughs> I do really love seeing this, like, the, the, they, keep, they keep using this, like, sort of like sky blue mono-eye on, on mm -hmm. some designs. And it looks really cool. Yep. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that too because fuck it, we're already at the one hour and fifty mark. Uh, did we actually beat the uh, F ninety episode? I'm curious. Yes, we did. Not by much. Not by much. Okay. See, it wasn't that bad talking about the Windward. Uh, I got a lot in, but <laughs> um. I mean, and here's the thing, right? I kept score. Uh. I marked, and I'm going to have to erase before I post the, the units discuss list, on each one, whether I was like, yeah, I'll write, or if I was like, nah. Out of 27 designs, I disliked three of them. See, this is the thing I didn't understand. Every time I talked with you about a lot of individual ones, you seemed okay with them. And then in certain conversations, you were like, ah, I just don't like AOZ designs. And my brain is just like, wait, every time I talk with you, you seem pretty all right on them though yeah i think like when i think of a when i thought of aoz in the past i mostly thought of things like the khar 2 right like that felt emblematic of the design to me and what i disliked but yeah when mm -hmm. you boil it down no actually these are these are pretty cool these are good yeah there's a lot of weird there's a lot of weird ones uh, a lot of them are fun um you get you know, like, there's a lot of, like, the thing I think that's really fun with these units, um, overall, 
just like as a little capstone to this, is I like seeing all the different ways that they like use these parts across the mobile suits, because that's the thing too. You'll notice, like, other than when we talk about really significant forms like the Heisenplay or like the Fiverr slash Dandelion, they managed to reuse a lot of the parts, and even then, they fucking took their two mobile armors and went, what if one was the top and one was the pants? Um, you know, like, there's actually, like, a lot of crossover on these parts in ways that I think are pretty interesting and, like, can be neat. Um, there's a lot of cool functions. I think AOZ suffers from the problem of this. So, you know, th to be fair, you are given infinite budget because they are titans, but simultaneously this happens i think when nerds are too nerdy about things the guy who does aoz art does a lot of deep pulls like in his margin notes right like he'll randomly pull like old gundam wars stuff like the old uh, model graphics books or sentinel or um just various side material things when a nerd knows too much about the technology of how something works they can kind of just go well Clearly they used it on all this stuff in this era. Why don't we do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this co this comes up with Sentinel also, right? Like, that's that's got Hajime Kotoki on it. And a lot of mobile suits in that, some people think, feel like, quote-unquote, like, overpowered for the time, which I still think is a fake concept, but whatever. Um, you know, like, I, but I also understand the idea. Like, and, you know, with AOZ, a lot of people go, well, they have all this tech, and some of it takes place before Zeta, and, you know, so on and so on. And the problem is... I think Kenki Fujioka knows a lot of Gundam tech, and that actually is why things get weird, right? Because he goes, well, wait, you know, why why do we need incoms like with a fake psychomy system? Couldn't we just do things on winches? Those are real things. Like, <laughs> couldn't I just do it on a wire? Like, you know, just do it on a wire like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that does make sense is the thing. Um, or, you know... Uh, Zeta to double Zeta is where you start getting a lot of the scaled-down eye fields that are, like, put into shields or, like, on a cockpit of a mobile suit. And it's just like, well, why can't we do that? We're, we're, well, I'm writing a story about people who are literally developing mobile suits. They should be able to do that, right? Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, all this tech that goes into these, um, even, like, more ridiculous things like the Heisenblade 2 and, like, oh, it has a top and bottom fighter even, and, you know, it is, like, this really ridiculous high-speed form. Like, I don't think it's using anything that's actually too different from what exists. I think it's just when you have a nerd brain, you know, when someone's writing the story for a show, the mobile suits that come out of it, I think, are a little different than I am nerd brain person and I'm just I have free reign over this. Like, and totally. I'm writing the stories around these designs because I think it is fair to say that Advance of Zeta, it, the story is a little superfluous to Kenki Fujioka just really wanting to make robots. Um you know, and that happens yeah. with a lot of side stories, and there's no no problem with that. Robots are cool. That's why we have this show. Yeah. You know, a stray again, a stray is probably an example of that in some ways too. It exists because you know people want to make what they want to make, uh, and that happens with other side stories too. I'm trying to. That's just the one that came to mind immediately when I thought of superfluous stories. Oh, but honk you know honk, I mean. airhorn sounds. We forgot one. Oh, what did we forget? What did we forget? The ground cell. Oh shit. Right, ground cell. That's actually from outside of Advance of Zeta, so... Will be a spoiler warning right here. Perfect that we saved it till the end. Yeah, okay. Um, Wait, no, it's from a It's from a game. It's actually, from Breaker. Actually, yeah. no, no spoiler warning. Who gives yeah, no a spoiler shit? warning. And it also is made out of parts that aren't even from other... Like, It's from things we've... The, the GGP has covered, so no spoiler warning. Mm -hmm. uh, the Gundam ground cell. Uh, real quick to go over this. I actually don't like this one that much, but... Um, okay. 
so what we have done is we've taken a Windward, a beautiful mobile suit, and we have butchered it. We have replaced the V-Fins with the Sandrox Heat Shotels. It's the Literally. silliest thing. We have the same torso, but we've made it pointy on one part, and then the two wings like going back on the torso are now just bigger, more vents. Like They've doubled up the vents. The shoulders are whatever. They're like these bladed things, and then it has like goofy Zogok style arms on the lower part, or like you know, like Xeon Amphibious Mobile Suit style, like stretchy arms. Mm-hmm. Um, the backpack is just the Epion backpack, basically. Um, the legs, okay, so the waist, you have a crotch piece that kind of reminds me, I guess, a little of like a Cubelay. Yeah, like the um, Cubelay Mark II for sure. The rear skirt is taken from the one five fiftieth Alpha Zero in game. It is just the Alpha Zero skirt with a bunch of funnels on it. The legs are the Windward's upper legs, and then we have added a knife to the knee. And then the lower legs are mostly the same, other than instead of having kickstand legs, it has really tall, pointy, like, blade feet. Like little elf shoes. Yep, and like I said, the backpack is just the Epion backpack. It uses a two-handed beam scythe that is like the Abigor's double scythe from Victory. Um... It has a heat rod used as a handheld weapon, like the Epion shield one, but used in the hand. Uh, and then um, it it has a beam saber that has like three little claws in it. Um, it has the funnels I mentioned, and then it has the Ashamar's beam rifle. And then oh, it also has Vulcans in the chest. I don't know where the Vulcans are though. Looking at that, uh, it's, it's also and it has a zero system. It's... Oh yes, of course it has a zero system. Um, it is yeah. hard to tell with the Vulcans, um, partially because you know it's a, it's a mobile game. The model isn't super high res, and also it's purple and black. You know. Yeah, the color scheme doesn't help with like looking at this thing in three D and like in like a lower resolution because it is just purple and black. I don't like this machine very much. No. I I don't I don't like it's. Uh... It sucks because there are ideas used on this that my brain goes, this could be kind of neat if they had done it better, but they don't. Like, the idea of using, like, the Alpha Zero skirt, like, in a Gunpla game, like, in just using it as a regular skirt because it's a 1-5-50th, I think that's actually, like, an enlightened idea. That's great. That's a cool thought. Mm-hmm. But why on this? And also, why does it have sword knees? <laughs> why? Like, it just doesn't... Like, the, the thing about the sword knees that bugs me is it doesn't feel congruous with, like, the upper body, even, like, the shoulders or the arms. No. Um, the arms arms are what bother me the most. That the arms are the worst. Random, the, like, like the stretchy, like, weird, like, fucking Velcro spaghetti arms. Yeah, like I said, it specifically, what it reminds me of is, if you look at, like, the Zogok, the stretchy arm on the Zogok. Oh, you're right. Like. I thought you were just I thought you were just saying Zogok weird, but no, Zo- no right. No, no, I forget no. the Zogok is a different machine. <laughs> yes, the Zogok. Um this thing, yeah, no, it's it's uh, this thing's I don't like it. And again, I know I'm also going to be biased cuz I think the Windward is such a good design, but like I think you could do a better custom Windward than this. It's also like mixing it with the Epion is a weird choice and the Sandrock I, I do like the Heat Shotel head ornaments. I actually think that looks cool. But. You know, if they were doing, like, a weird, like, you know what it reminds me of is, like, um, reminds me of, like, you know on, like, Lu Bu's, like, head, like, half the sure, antenna? Sure, sure, yes. It gives me, like, Imperial, like, antenna vibe things. Totally. Like that. like that kind of thing. Um, I think that's cool looking in idea. I just don't think the rest of the mobile suit is congruous with that, though. 
Because it has these smooth pieces, but then look at the shoulders and the legs and the and like the, the way it was redesigned, the the other parts of it don't work with that. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see the uh the motonuclear uh Lubu? No. Oh my god, it's so sick, Dylan. I'm sorry to do this on air, folks, but here I'm posting this because it's obviously no way we're gonna ever discuss this. Look at that fucking thing. Whoa. That's cool as shit. Oh. Yeah. What is that? That is a uh, die-cast action figure uh, that's coming out in December of a, a basically a Lubu mecha. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. All right. Moonwort. We did it, though. We did it. And um, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else in that final note before we uh, had to airhorn Graham's song um, that I'm trying to think of. Um, basically, though, I, I like the Woundwort as, like, this idea of culminations of the line. And I mm -hmm. like... And, again, I give designers a lot of leeway because I like when they can act unfettered. I know it doesn't always turn out the best, but that's what AOZ is. It's a very self-indulgent, but I like it. It's just my aesthetic. It is... Probably one of my favorite things in all of Gundam is Advance of Zeta's designs. The story? I don't give a shit. Whatever. It's dumb. The guy's on a court martial because he used to be a fascist. Okay, and he decided not to be. Whatever. Um, no, but I did the the machines though. This is just my pure love of NECA is distilled into these designs. Like I just I love them. And I, great. I think it's sort of drilled home to me that one of the one of the things that really will like sell me or lose me on a mobile suit is silhouette right mm -hmm. i just need the basic shape of the thing to look cool or i'm yeah. going to be turned against it which was what you know the kihar was so close but that that you know crotch subarm cannon thing it's just like no this looks yep. this looks bad to me so and then yeah. hell you you got one over on the queenly by us adding some arms and legs and giving it like a sheet yeah the, the full armor queenly looks dope oh um yeah it's it's interesting um it's like like I said, I think, like, it's a series that, like, I think a lot of people tend to have a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction with sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. Just because of, like, like, I've seen it happen, right? Like, where I brought it up, and then someone brings, like, brings up a specific design they don't like from it. But that's, like, the design that they know, right? Right. Like, and, like, that's, I, I get it. Like, I, I get not everyone can do the Dylan thing of being like, ah, I, I got I got a friend who was in Japan to import this book for me because I really wanted it, and now I can look at all um which is what i did um but uh you know like i think that this is a great design line this is out of all of the gundam side design lines by and far my favorite and i was really excited to talk about it and i'm so glad we rolled it because spoiler alert we were originally going to do this as like the 100th episode if we didn't have like rolled it mm -hmm. then but you know oh other fun thing with the windward real quick <laughs> uh the rabbit that it's named after is the hugest rabbit, which is why I like that it's small. Uh, General Woundwort is a giant evil rabbit, and uh, instead the Woundwort's just like a dainty little thing, and I love it. I Excellent. wish I could look. I wish I looked like the Woundwort. That would be cool. Well, put me in a put me in a high grade Woundwort, Bandai, please. My brain, it just shrink it. It's fine. Well, uh, shout outs to the. Uh... User from the Abnormal Mapping Discord, May. This was May's uh, suggestion. Wanted this Thank on you, our May. list. Um, if you want to get a suggestion on the list, again, at 6 on Twitter, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, 
or uh, you know, if, um, if you see me on Discord, I'm usually just six in any server. Just DM me and and let me know what you want. Um, yeah, this may be our longest episode because I don't know if I could ever talk about any mobile suit as much as this one. You know, I don't, I don't want to. I, I have some ideas. Um, Interesting. Okay, since we'll I talk already, about them afterwards. Yeah, since I already mentioned my Twitter, you can find me. Uh, I'm I'm Scanline Media, ScanlineMedia.com, Patreon.com, so Scanline Media. Lots of podcasts, lots of writing, lots of other great folks that I get to work with. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. And if I may, following me would be the most best decision. That's the name of a chapter of Advance of Zeta. Wow, I was going to read a quote from Watership Down, but that works. Uh, you do that too. Do that okay, too. sure. All the world will be your enemy, prince with a thousand lies, and wherever they catch you, they will kill you. But first, they must catch you, digger, listener, runner, prince with a swift warning. Be cunning and full of tricks, and your people shall never be destroyed. Damn. Peace. Chica